love you. Welcome back to the Couch Potatoes for another exciting episode of the James Bond playlist. I am the Green Traveler from Gorsh. And I'm the Faceless Leon. Welcome to Green and Faceless on the Couch. This is my radio We're so voice. professional sounding today. <laughs> <laughs> this is a podcast about can you tell? Can TV. you say the Braves won the pennant? The Braves <laughs> won the pennant! Yeah! <laughs> uh, somebody just unsubscribed. Yeah, Phillies fan out there, or a Mets fan somewhere yeah. in New York, just like fuck them. I knew that. I asshole. knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Brace fucking suck. <laughs> well, we're not here to talk oh, baseball. Man. In fact, far from it. We're here to talk about James Bond. Hey, if you want a baseball podcast. Uh, go on down to patreon.com slash green and faceless, subscribe to one of our tiers, help us out financially, and you know, eventually if we're able to quit our jobs and do this full time, I'll get you a braze a baseball podcast. It won't be specifically about the braze, I promise. Unless that's what you want. If that's what you want, it can be. Yeah, if that's what you want, that's what we're willing to do. Enough. <laughs> we're burning with content ideas, man. We've got so yes, many ideas. So many ideas. Really, you know, not enough time. We want to make some more films. Uh, we have one in the can, almost done, so, and mm-hmm. we'll talk about that some more. I'm sure. Uh, a short film, we should say. I yeah. want to get your hype up. Too It'll be much. fun to critique it someday too. <laughs> and we will critique it one day. Yes, I have critiques, definitely. Yeah, we could definitely, we can definitely do like a uh, commentary for it someday. That'd be a lot of fun. Oh yeah, we just yeah. rag the fuck out of yeah. it. <laughs> Honestly, that would be a pretty good episode, I think. So, oh, somebody would like it out there, and it would get our our video, our our movie, more views. So I like exactly. it. Exactly. When we put it on DVD, it'll be a special feature. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Oh man. So we're talking about for your eyes only, possibly the most forgettable Bond movie. No, no, no. I did enjoy it yeah. when I watched it, and when I looked up the cast of characters, I remembered everything. But man, it was not yeah, that it's... long ago, and I just did not remember when we sat down to talk about it. It's because Bond got goofy again, you know? It had, it had a brief moment, <clears throat> like, they, they when Roger Moore came in, they took a, those two movies to be like, alright, we're not doing crazy end of the world, we're doing right. small niche movies. They were boring. You know, I don't remember them that much. But then they were like, alright, now we're gonna get goofy and crazy, we're gonna go sci-fi with it, you know, they're going into yeah. fucking space, yeah, and it's just like, that's when it got interesting again, because it got silly, and I was like, alright, alright, I'm digging this, let's see where Bond goes. And then this one, they're just like, alright, now we're returning it to form again, just crazy spy shit, end of the world maniacal villain, let's do it. And I'm just like, oh... My brain just short-circuited, and I don't remember a damn thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, I still, honestly, even with looking through all the cast and stuff, still don't remember what the guy wanted to do exactly, besides that he no. was a bad, bad man. Um, it, it's another, it's another, it's almost the exact same as the last few movies, where... Um, but I don't think he wanted to end the world, though, did he? 
It's it's not that similar. It's it's similar in the fact that the British government had a secret operative machine that went down. Like right. there, it was behind enemy lines kind of thing. You know, it crashed or something. Albania. And so the KGB wanted it because if they could have it, then they could use England's own missiles against its allies. Yes. Against England's allies. So it's it's another one of those where it's like we've kidnapped something of yours, and now we're gonna shoot missiles at the world. And it's just like you know they they did that with the submarines. I think you remember that when they they uh, had yes. submarines that were shooting missiles yes, at the whole sure world. Did. Like it's, it's just another one of those weird stories. I did want to say that we have not mentioned General Gogol yet, played by Walter uh, Gotell. Mm. He has played this character in like the last three or maybe four movies. Uh, he's like the leader of the KGB, but he's only there in small doses. And he's usually got a pretty lady with him. Usually. He was, yeah, he was in that, the triple X movie. The, when I say it that way, it sounds like the porn parody. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The movie with Agent XXX. (laughs) Yes. Um, Damn, what was that movie? That's not Diamonds Are Forever. Was it Moonraker? No. It might be Diamonds Are Forever. No, it was The Spy (laughs) Who Loved Me. Yes. 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 I think so, yeah. (laughs) It's all blended together, It's hard to remember them, folks. Exactly. Like when we when we get to the end of this run of the playlist, like when yeah. we take the break from Bond again, and we have to like look back and determine our favorite and least favorite, it's gonna be such a fucking minefield because be none of the titles mean a thing to yeah. me, except yeah. for Moonraker. I remember Moonraker yeah. because it's literally the <laughs> the MacGuffin of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, but like for your eyes only, I can't remember it. Like, I, like, what the fuck is the point of that? Of, of for your eyes only in regards yeah, to the story. No, yeah, I have the title has no bearing. This is the one that has the least bearing on the movie. I feel like so far, yeah. you know, on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Um, I only remember which one that one is is be, because it's the only Lazenby movie. However, yeah, that's fair. Ha- however, that still you know is so open ended. Like, yes, he's a secret agent, man. <laughs> we get it. <laughs> right. Speaking of Her Majesty, this is the first episode uh, recorded after the Queen's that passing. That is true. So that is a uh, yeah. crazy historical moment. So uh, Long live the king, This one's I for guess. England, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry if that was insincere. I didn't mean to be, but... Well, I, no, I think that's what they do, right? That yeah, is... they say Long live the king. <laughs> Sorry, England. Yeah. You know, we don't know, we don't know your... Uh, your traditions all that well and well like, i just you know, kind of some did of you it, are like, grieving some of you are not i just kind of threw it out <laughs> like threw it away like so i, I kind of feel like that was insincere of me and i mean i'm not a subject I mean, honestly so. <laughs> yeah i feel like uh, i feel like america's treatment towards the royalty is like very oddly skewed in it nowadays yeah. you know because of a lot of the uh current reveals about you know prince uh, prince andrew and, yeah. uh, you know, the cover-ups and everything that's been going on, Harry and Megan, what's her, what's his wife's name? I think that's Harry, right, and they left, Megan. or whatever. Yeah, they left the family, um, and it's just like, you know, there's, you know, there's a lot of crazy drama, it's a weird historical period yes, that it, we're living through. Yeah, yeah, I mean, even though they're just, like, it's, 
they don't really have much bearing on what actually happens in the government anymore. But right. it's like they're our favorite reality family. That's what it, it is. <laughs> <laughs> they're the Kardashians for England. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they just have been for a really long time. Anyhow, sorry, this isn't a, a, a podcast about the English royalty. If you want that, you can go get the tabloids. <laughs> they're in them all the time. If you want that, you can go to patreon.com slash greenfaceless. <laughs> Tell us you want that. <laughs> no, I I only get there because we're talking Bond. He's England. Yeah. And, as yeah, as I said, their, their attack, it's called attack. I can't remember what it stands for, but it has attack in it. Like the, oh. it, it's a, it's it's an anagram. A T A C. It's called attack. I think they called it. Oh, a talk. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say it was pissing me off because it's like I, I reading it. I'm looking at. It, I'm like it's called attack, and it li- one of the A's literally stands for attack, and I'm just like, damn it, <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> it pisses me off. <laughs> Like if my name was, it's like Greg stands for giving regularly. Encourages Greg. <laughs> Just like <laughs> makes no sense. <laughs> uh, I can't do that with with Blake because there's only one B. It would it would That's be fair. like Blake like a cake with a K. Excitement. <laughs> <laughs> Blake likes a kangaroo erection. (laughs) No, I don't. Don't spread those lies. You know what? Now that I think about it, I don't think I've ever seen a kangaroo with an erection. Like, is it in the sack? Is it is it hidden? Uh, (laughs) That's a good question. Maybe it is in the pouch. Interesting. Yeah. I'll, I'll Google that later on an incognito tab. <laughs> do only do only the womb bearers have the pouch? Or do the men yeah, as well? I don't I, I say men. But... I never yeah, I've never never thought of it. Yeah. yeah. This one doesn't take place in Australia. Maybe it does. Maybe there's little bits of uh, for your eyes only that are in Australia. I don't know. I think it's mostly These in movies Greece. hop around everywhere, so this one's mostly in Greece. But there's somewhere right. else they go, but I I don't remember. It's mostly in the Mediterranean. But yeah, the the attack it's on a it's on a a boat, uh, the Saint George's, and the yeah. Saint George's gets sunk, and they send Bond to go get it because the KGB is also going to get it because yes. the KGB wants the that 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 technology. They want the automatic targeting attack communicator attack. Attack. Yeah. Sorry. So it's basically like it can control all the missiles and all the other defense systems and stuff. It's basically yeah. like the football times a million. <gasps> That's right. There you go. That's a good way to put it. And uh, there's another person also. Uh, so originally, Britain, the British, if I'm reading this correctly, asked a, a marine archaeologist to go get it. Or whatever to secretly locate where the St. George's was. Right. And that guy's name was Timothy Havelock. That's and right. uh in route, he and his wife are killed by a uh, I'm reading here, a Cuban hitman 
named Hector Gonzalez, played That's by Stefan Khalifa. Thank you. Stefan, probably. Thank you. Yeah, and he kills them, kills uh, Mr. and Mrs. Havelock. Real hard. The daughter Melina witnessed it all. Melina's right. played by Carol Bouquet, and uh, she vows revenge in a in a great shot where it's just like her her wild eyes staring out at the at the the plane as it flies away. And just so you guys get the picture, she is a total rip off of the Huntress, or the Huntress was based yeah. off of her. I I guess maybe <clears throat> I feel like the Huntress has been maybe. around since like the sixties. I I could be wrong. We can find out right now. You're talking DC's Huntress, yes. right? Yes. Yes. We got this technology. First appearance, Sensation Comics, number 68, August 1947. Holy bejesus. So, Jesus. Like, like, the only thing she was missing was the purple leotard and mask, right? Am they I, probably had that in, in They probably initial, did. Like, in like, their she definitely design. had a leather suit on at one point. And she also had um, scuba gear on, which that doesn't necessarily count, but she has that on several times. (laughs) She did have it on. There's a lot of this movie that's underwater, and I think that part is honestly kind of fun, the underwater parts. Yeah. Yeah. It it honestly doesn't look as good as underwater scenes have looked previously in Bond. <laughs> I think those looked a little better. It's I don't know. It's not really memorable. I don't remember. I know that they're retrieving the attack, but that's like, that's all I really remember well, that goes on down there. Okay. So there, so Melina's father was studying this, these Greek ruins that were under the sea. In fact, when they're in the, the two man submarine, James bumps into one of the columns and she's like, oh, James, be careful. It's over 5,000 years old. <laughs> and that just cracked me up. I don't know why. See, all I can think of whenever I think of any kind of Bond scene is just them getting attacked by a shark because we just watched Jaws and Jaws yeah. to Revenge. <laughs> so that's all I can think of. Like, yeah, there was a submarine. We never talked about the submarines in that episode, but... I know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like you talked about the submarine, I was like, "Oh right!" And then the the shark came up and just like <laughs> ate all of the whole submarine, right? And Bond and her. Nope, nope. That's not what happened. I do believe there <laughs> is a shark that does try to attack. There's it. always a shark in Bond. Yeah, but it's like like some kind of dogfish. I don't know. Fuck it. I don't know. Yeah, sharks. It's a tiny little baby thing. <laughs> I I guess trying to get back on the track because now. Uh, I mean, there's not really much else, you know, it's just them going after the fucking attack and they meet Columbo. That's the, that's the only thing that's okay. really important to talk about, I think, is Columbo, because I remember Columbo a lot. Okay, it is, but let me help you, because there is something, a couple steps that I feel like were kind of the meat of the story. So there was meat to the story? Uh, yeah, there was some. I thought it was actually pretty good, <laughs> it, but you know, I, it's just not memorable, which that doesn't really help, so... Yeah, obviously, uh, Melina is on a revenge kick. I said she was the huntress. It's it really is. She goes after Gonzalez first, really? and then she wants to go after whoever hired Gonzalez. Oh, that's right. Oh my god, I forgot about the scene at Gonzalez's house. Yeah, it's like this big pool party with a bunch of people, and uh, when I say people, I mean women in bathing suits. 
and then Gonzalez yeah. <laughs> and his and, his, and yeah. then one Cuban hitman in the center of it all. Yeah, they watch. Well, they being James watches Gonzalez make an exchange with this guy named Locke. That's one of the hitmen, played by Michael uh, oh, yeah. Gothard. I don't think he has any lines. If he does, it's you don't you don't. I'm so sorry, Michael, but you don't think that the name's pronounced got hard? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. He definitely got that a lot. I'm so sorry, Michael. I could, but I could probably help it. not as much as as Apple Schneider. <laughs> Oh, man, we're dumb as shit. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) they go and talk to this, uh, he's, I don't know if he's supposed to be Greek. I know he fought in the Greek resistance alongside Colombo, you find out. Um, But he's this guy who is big and powerful, and he's sponsoring a ice skater named BB, played by... Lynn Holly Johnson. Oh, God. Uh, Jesus, I forgot about BB. Yeah, BB is kind of was... <laughs> kind of the worst. Uh, Do you remember? There's an episode of Archer that makes total sense now. <laughs> um, he goes to Germany, and there's that like young 16 year old. Uh, yes. I think is a. I think it's Germany, but there's I a young 16 year old who's Switzerland. Like, but yeah. Oh that, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I think it is Switzerland. And she's like all over Archer, and he's yeah. just like, no, no, you're a minor, no, yeah. no, you know. It's just like, God, it makes so much sense now. She's based off of BB. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I thought it felt familiar. Oh boy, but yeah, there's so many jokes in Archer I get now just from watching Bond. Yeah, for same with sure. Austin Powers. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. So, BB- oh, and Austin pa- Austin Powers has that 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 scene with the uh, what's the ice machine the machine that uh cleans the, the ice in hockey games what's that called zamboni Zamb- yeah, yeah you remember that yeah he does yeah. murder somebody with a zamboni in this that's right he does yeah and that makes the austin power scene make more sense <laughs> when he gets on the zamboni and he's like <laughs> charging the guy down in slow like, like the slowest possible speed <laughs> yeah that suit's pretty funny my god <sighs> it all comes together through these forgetful movies <laughs> So, yeah, uh, BB's being sponsored by this guy. I think it's Eric Kriegler, played by John Wynum, or Vinum. It, I, I think it might actually be no. Christados, right? Yeah, you're right. It's Christados. Yeah, because he's, yeah, he's... Aristotle. Yeah, played by uh, Julian <laughs> Glover. He... Yeah, points them in the direction of Columbo, a big bad evil man, a big bad evil man who who deals in in sex trade and and white slavery, uh, because that's that seemed at least in his head worse than the other kind of slavery. Uh, I thought that might be the direction that this film was going. To be perfectly honest, when right. he said that, but it wasn't. Yeah. I don't- um, I don't even remember that line. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, eventually, uh, Bond gets abducted by Columbo, and he is played by uh, Topol from a Fiddler on the Roof. It, you, you would know him from it, most likely. 
He's great. <laughs> if you've watched Fiddler on the Roof, yeah. Yeah, if you have seen that. Yeah, we were talking about it before. I watched it I watched it as a kid in school, and I think my school even my high school even put on a production of it, but I don't quite That's remember that. That's pretty weird <clears throat> if you don't have a big Jewish yeah. population. <laughs> I know, like that's that's the thing is like I feel like we just watched it on TV, but there's like there's some weird memory of watching somebody perform it, you know? Yeah. So like maybe I went to see a performance of it. I just I can't remember. Like I know I've I know I've seen it before. I've definitely seen the movie. Um but yeah, just there's there's just something like I think I remember watching it, like in a live performance of it. <laughs> but it's it was, it was young. I was yeah. young, and I burned those memories away. It could have been like a a, a traveling show or something, or, or community theater I maybe hope. even. But still, I, I feel like New Manchester doesn't have that 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 many Jewish people. Like I'm just guessing. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I I can name maybe three, four, no five. I can name so five as people long out as of it was produced by 10, those families <laughs> in their entirety, I think you'd be good. I'm sure there was more. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyhow, so uh, less about appropriation and more about this movie. So Columbo, <laughs> Columbo, yeah. Uh, he tries to convince Bond that he's not the bad guy. It's Cristados and. If you feel like that's a giveaway to what the plot's all about, don't you worry. It goes back and forth. It's it becomes a psychological thriller at this point. And then Oh, it does it. Yes. And no, it doesn't. I'm sorry. I blew the plot. No, they definitely the good guy and Christados is the bad guy. But Well, they definitely Yeah, they definitely try to give you moments of like <gasps> Was he? Is Columbo actually yeah. good? Is he going to betray Bond here? But like, I don't know. Topol's such like a likable person yeah. in this. Yeah, like it's hard. I don't know. I just I fall in love with him when he offers Bond a drink right off the bat. Right. He's smiling. Yeah. He's got a big cigar in his mouth. You know, and he's just like, yeah, drink. You and know? then he and gives like, Bond trust you. his gun back. Like this is their first uh, yeah. uh, interaction. He gives Bond back his gun. And this is pretty deep in the movie, too. And Bond is like, but aren't you worried I'd kill you? And he's like, no, I'm a good judge of character. And he just gives him his gun. And I'm yeah. like, okay, I like this guy. But also, like, that's probably pretty stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and I enjoy him, too. Like, I enjoy him throughout, like, Columbo, that is. Uh-huh. As he, like, you know, he kind of teams up with Bond. Eventually, Bond starts to trust him. And they start, like... They're, they're, they they storm some guy's you know house together at the end. That's a nice you know scene. Yeah. I like them working together. I mean, there's also a moment where Bond is climbing a cliff. I remember that now. Oh He's, yeah, uh, rock climbing up a cliff, and that's uh, a pretty tense scene. I do Marina remember like that there too with her crossbow. Yeah, yeah, and but she's down on the ground with Columbo. That's right, and it's just hit, it's just Bond on the cliff while you know trying to trying to leave them a rope trail to climb up. I guess. I don't remember. I don't know how rock climbing officially works. I'll be honest. <laughs> I, but like, you see him like putting in the divots and everything, like making sure that you know his rope is attached to the rock wall, the cliff wall. And then this dumb henchman of of Christados is because yeah. uh, Christos, Christados is the one who he's going after the attack. Yeah. To get it and sell it to the KGB. That's his right. overarching plan. Just to spoil that up front. 
Sorry, or up front, but in middle. <laughs> Spoil that right now, I guess. <laughs> but uh, he, he, this henchman, he goes down like to the cliff face to like try to you know get Bond off of that you know to like kill Bond. Uh-huh. But all he had to do is just be like, "Hey, hey, guys, there's a guy climbing up the rock wall over here," and then like Chris Tottos' yeah. other henchman would be like, "Oh, okay, we'll just wait for him." Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's like, okay, we'll keep we'll it's, keep an eye out. Can you shoot him from there? Oh, it's so stupid. Can, are you sure you yeah, can't shoot it, him from there? <laughs> but that's the thing is, like, he was stupid and going out there to just do it due to the job himself. Yeah, because nobody knows that Bond's coming up the cliff now, and then he when he dies, you know, he just screams. That's it. And, oh, you know, everybody's oh. like, oh, somebody screamed. Hmm, oh. that's weird yeah that's weird <laughs> it's not like we're in a precarious oh. position on this mountain or anything oh. no 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 jimmy jimmy's just having the bad shits again yeah oh. that's all it is it's the third time this week poor guy poor guy it's, <laughs> it's just sometimes that's life you know i feel his pain i do too no gallbladder it sucks <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's that's basically this movie is it's you know it's it's I them agree. going after christados uh, Melina going for a revenge kick, Bond going to protect God, you know, queen and country, and, uh... And yeah. Bond and Melina sleeping together. Dude, you know what I just thought about? Yeah. The next Bond will be the first Bond without the queen. Oh. Like, Bond has always been, you know, yeah. in service to the... Well, I mean, to his country, but also right. the queen, of course. That's right. So th- this will be the first Bond without a- without the queen. And they can make... They can make in his majesty's secret service. That right? They can, yeah. <laughs> the Kingsman. Oh, shit. Can't do that. Uh, no, <laughs> Lost God, that dang one. it. Oh, but the... And Jodie Whittaker is the first doctor to be without, a, uh, without the queen. Oh, crap. Oh, God. But you know that's already been filmed and stuff. I wonder if they'll make do some reshoots if anything happened. They'll probably give one line. Yeah. They'll they'll, have, they'll ask Jody to come back and do one line where she's just like, "Oh, long live <laughs> so the something. king." Goodbye. Oh, so sad. Okay, so what are we talking about with Bond? Closing statements. I think. <laughs> I think we've done it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm ready for it. Honestly, uh, this movie pissed me off right from the beginning because uh, it's a very stupid intro where Bond is attacked by Blofeld again. Blofeld's back. He's in his wheelchair or something. He's sitting sitting out in the middle of nowhere and Bond's in a plane and Blofeld takes over control of the plane or maybe it's a helicopter. I think it's a helicopter, isn't it? Yes, it is. So James is actually at Teresa's grave. Teresa Bond's grave. That's right. Yes. <laughs> That's Which right. His, this his wife from that Roger one Moore, so Roger Moore remembers his relationship with Teresa way more than Sean Connery did. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That is true. <laughs> that that kind of does ruin the idea that it's just uh yeah. a different a different agent. It Unless is. You go with the idea that, and hear me out, Sean Connery's Bond did plastic surgery to become George Lazenby. Right. And then did plastic surgery to come back as Sean, as Sean Connery, but on the second plastic surgery, it didn't stick, and then he started looking like Roger Moore. Oh, and also became <laughs> British. Okay. 
Right. Well, that was for, yeah, that was to go undercover. Oh, yeah. okay. I mean. And then we'll figure out how Timothy Dalton plays into it maybe a year from now when we start watching those <laughs> movies. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we're just going to do one at oh, a time but, because this playlist has gone on too long. <laughs> oh, yeah. We got to stop what? after Roger Moore. We really do. Yeah. But no, with, uh, with, with Blofeld, though, it, it really bothered me because... Blofeld takes control of the helicopter, and he literally almost kills Bond. He has Bond going in a complete dive to the ground. Bond can't do anything to get out of it. Bond's going to die. And then Blofeld pulls it up at the last second, so he can mock Bond. Yeah. So he can get on the on the intercom and be like, ha, 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 Bond, I have controls of your helicopter, and I'm going to kill you very slowly. Yeah. Here we go. The helicopter's going down. Oh, no. It gives Bond just enough time that Bond can get out of it, take control of the helicopter, fly to where Bof- Blofeld is just <laughs> randomly sitting in the middle of nowhere, yeah. and then pick him up and drop him down a smokestack. Yeah. And I was just like, well, that was ridiculous. He said, "He said, Mr. Bond, we can have, we can make a deal. We can... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you one million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid, it man. So and like stupid. my my thought process when I saw that was, oh, okay, he just killed another copy of Blofeld, and we're gonna have another one of those movies where there's a lot of Blofelds, and you know he's just gonna oh. Blofeld's gonna be the overarching enemy again. That was what I was thinking, but it had nothing to do with the movie. Nothing. Yeah, Blofeld, Blofeld is just now dead. That I guess that's just canon. Maybe maybe not. Maybe he'll come back later. I mean, obviously we know he comes back in the, the Craig movies. Maybe the wheelchair saved him. Like, I mean, he was already paralyzed from that crane thing. <laughs> from- well, maybe maybe he just hit the side of the smokestack and just had like an awesome parkour like skid around the like, you know, he just wow. like Tony Hawk that shit. Yeah. And he came out fine in the end. Yeah. Maybe the cat cushioned his fall. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He just threw the cat down and just bounced <laughs> off of it. <laughs> but it's dumb. All it, all it does is it sets up, the, you know, the the explanation the, uh, right up front that it's going back to form. That Bond is going back to the, the spy roots. It's going to be a spy movie. Because the last one was crazy sci-fi yeah. and the producers were like, all right, we went too far. Let's dial it back to to the roots, and that's all that that intro was. And once I once that became clear to me, once I was like, okay, Blofeld's not a part of this; it's completely different people, and it's just a spy movie. Yeah. And I'm confused already. Yeah, and I've turned my brain off. I give it two stars. Like I it I I couldn't get into it. I still thought it was entertaining. Yeah. There were good moments, and it's not a bad spy movie, but it's just a spy movie, and I just don't give a damn about those yeah yeah i get it uh this one has a higher rating on the tomato meter but on the potato tomatometer um (laughs) i give it a face (laughs) i give it a face uh because i do remember sitting there and enjoy watching it but i hardly remembered it until i i had to jog my memory on it you know and it was just a couple days ago so I, I don't think it's the best of the Bond movies. Uh, however, I think it's a watchable movie. It's true. There's a lot of it's movies true. like that. But uh, yeah, this is the this is also the first one without M because yeah. Bernard Lee passed away, as we mentioned in the last episode. And so they, they uh, replaced him with two people. 
Right. Uh, I think they've been in it. Maybe they've been in it before, but I don't. I don't really remember. I them. think the character of one of them has been, but it was portrayed by somebody else. Gotcha. Yeah, there's the Minister of Defense, Sir Frederick Gray, played by I got it somewhere, Jeffrey Keane, and Bill Tanner, the MI6 Chief of Staff, played by James Villiers. And they're both dicks. Actually, they're more like they're more like politicians, and so they don't. They just, they just don't fill in shoes, and I feel like they were doing that on purpose to honor the character. Yeah, but it's, you know, it's a fine film, you know, and they have another funny moment at the end where uh, Prime Minister <laughs> Margaret Thatcher is, like, patched into a phone call with Bond, uh, with Melina and Bond, but Melina's parrot answers the phone instead, and yeah. you know. Uh, it's and she, uh, yeah, the parrot asks Margaret Thatcher to give her a kiss, and she's like, "Oh, Mister Bond!" And then on the and then and then the uh, the Minister of Defense and uh, Tanner are like trying to unplug the plugs to end the call. <laughs> <laughs> you imbecile! <laughs> oh gosh. Well, that's I think I think that's been the episode. I you think know? so too. It's been it's been a fun Bond playlist so far. We've got one more, maybe two more. Two I think. More? Okay, I think two more. Let's. I this is something. How many more Mondays are there? Really quick. How many more Mondays are there? In the that's, year? Yeah, it was supposed to lead us up perfectly to uh, no, uh, but until October. Oh, it was supposed okay. to lead us up perfectly to the October's playlist. So I think there's two more we movies after this one. Still have Octopussy and A View to a Kill. Oh good. Yeah. A View to a Kill. Oh my god. <laughs> and the next one's Octopussy. Yeah. We'll see you here next Monday, everybody, with Octopussy. <laughs> <For> Octopussy. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're children. Uh, prepare for our most watched movie or episode yet. <laughs> Well, with that... I have been the Green Traveler from Gorsh. And I am the Faceless Leon. Safe travels, and good night. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of FictionWorks 19. Are you a fan of the show? Feel free to contact us at greenandfacelessfans at gmail.com or visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. Don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe. Or... Rate us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening.